Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is very appropriate, huh? Isn't it? It is. You know what day it is today, if you look at a calendar. <laughs> if you, um, Everyone, look at a calendar and yell what day show. it is. Well, um, well for, of, for us, it's September 1st. It's September 1st. It is Labor Day weekend. Happy uh-huh. Labor Day to all you people who labor. Unless you're blue collar like me and you have to work all weekend. Oh, that's, that doesn't seem right. Like, really, it's Labor not. Day, everything should be shut down. Nope. Everything. Which then makes it hard because then, like, I ordered pizza today, so that would be difficult because then nobody would be able to make pizza. Exactly, us poor folks have to make the the, the rich girl her pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Emily, I think I just came up with our sitcom. That is you're uh, you're the rich girl and I'm the poor girl, and and we and we butt heads all the time. That's right, folks. That's how you know that you're you've made it. Is that you know you're in a different tax bracket when you can afford to have someone bake your pizza. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, you're not making it making your own. You yeah. pay somebody to that's do that. That's right. You do. No, I had one of those like uh, we. It's funny because this week was very stressful for me because um, my cat was sick, and so I had one of those weeks that was very challenging as a person who, you know, like okay, like um. I, you know, I, I have a job, like, I'm, I'm okay, like, I'm right kind of where I, I want to be, but I'm not really anywhere more than that, so when my cat goes to the vet, and all of a sudden I look at the bill, it's like, oh, so, so I guess I'm, I'm making my own pizza now for the next, for the next few Oof, weeks. Yeah, yeah. I hear that. Yeah, but he's okay, he was faking it for a while, so we're good now. Yeah, um, I was gonna ask, everything's okay? Yeah, he had an, and I'll, I'll just go with the details, um, he was constipated and had an enema. Um, and then got really stressed out from having to go to the vet, so he stopped eating because he's a little dick, and he did this like six years ago and not ate himself into a liver condition. Um, so this time we made sure that didn't happen, so he got an appetizer stimulant shoved down his throat, uh, mm-hmm. and now he's been eating tuna and canned food, living like a little prince. That cat, I make pizza for that cat, too. I mean, you would, right? Look at him. He's got the, you know, little overbite, and he sleeps in pillowcases and boxes, like, you know. It's hard. If you're going to make pizza for someone, make it for Mookie. That's what I have to say. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> With a picture of him, like, sitting in a picture. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we are the Feminine Critique. Oh, yeah, we are. We're here to talk about movies. Not cats or pizza. Not Well, I mean, if they well, come up. I can't make that up. promise. I can't. I can't. 
Uh, we've got, um, oh God, I'm, I'm, I, need, I should not have the TV on when I'm recording, but I have it on mute in the background because it's an SVU marathon on. And it's the episode with Ellen Burstyn where um, Elliot's daughter is, goes crazy. And apparently I think Brad Dourif's daughter is in this episode too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so today we're going to cover, this is our <laughs> goodbye to the summer with a bit of a surfing episode, if you will. If you will. No, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that if you had to think of, what are some movies about surfing? Um, uh, um, I would say first and foremost, Point Break. And then Blue Crush 2. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, we should have covered that, not Blue Crush 1. I forget who it was. Somebody on our Facebook page said Blue Crush 2 is really good. Oh, well, I believe it. Uh, of course. So those are the two movies we'll be covering today. Um, before we get to that, Christine, it's been a while. What have you been watching? Um, a lot. I know, me too. Um, actually, it's actually not that much. I'll try to make it super soup, soups quick. Um, <clears throat> I saw the to-do list in the theater, which I'm sure a lot of people don't know what that is. Um, it's an Aubrey Plaza movie. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, that's the one where she, um, vows to have sex. Yeah, it's okay. like a, it's, it's set in the 90s. <laughs> nice. Um, it's really fucking good. I think you would like it a lot. Okay. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I saw The Wolverine. And your thoughts? Uh, it was awful. It was really? the worst. Oh my god, of course wow. it was the worst. Well, no, I know some people really liked it. I, if you're one of those people, please get in touch with me and explain to me what type of crack you took before you saw it so we can, I can have the same experience. Um, I just, it was just not good. Do you know, had you seen Wolverine without the the? Oh, right? like X- X-Men Origins Wolverine? Yeah, that's the name. See, I, I, you know, Emily. I think you forget who you're talking to. That, that is true. Everyone. I have, well. I have seen it multiple times. It's terrible in a different way. Okay. This at least tried to be competent. Um, the other Wolverine movie was like laughably bad. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh look, Will I Am is in this, and Ryan Reynolds is weird Deadpool, whatever. But this is not good. Okay. I didn't like it at all. I'm really sad. The The best part was, like, the after the credit sequence, and you can watch this online, um, Is was for Days of Future Past. So, like, you know, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen were there. And is and that, that the, that's going to be the next first class movie, or that's the next origin? I'm very confused by how these well, are working. No, no, no. What happened was, um, if you really want to get into this, X-Men First Class was supposed to be its own entity. Right. It was the, the origin film... Um, it didn't necessarily fit into the timeline of the other of the original trilogy. Um, I, I'd say, arguably, um, Wolverine doesn't fit into the original trilogy, but whatever. Um, then they decided to when they 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 were going to make a sequel of X Men First Class, Days of Future Past, which is not really a sequel okay. because it's tying into the original trilogy. Um, they're going to try to make them all fit together is basically long story short. Okay. And it's not going to, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's needlessly confusing. I also have some sinus issue going on. So if I sound I awful, say, you sound, you're starting to sound really adorable. So you must be. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's the Texas allergies are. It just always makes bummer. me think of um, the Rudolph the Reindeer uh, oh. claymation special when yeah. in the beginning, when his father is making him put like a little black thing over his nose and he kind of sounds like this. It's very cute. He can't talk. He's like, no. Clarice, Clarice, Clarice. <laughs> There was always tomorrow. Yeah. So I didn't like the Wolverine, but I mean, I'm sure people did. But I didn't. Um, I then watched Zodiac. Okay. A lot of people have been watching that lately. I guess it just came on instant. Maybe that I just noticed it on instant. Everyone's been talking about it lately. And the movie's a couple years old now. 
I, I'd seen it before. Um, it's one of... I, I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I can't say that for... Um, Fincher, right? I yeah. just blanked out. Yeah, I can't. I'm, say, I'm mixed on his his output. I, yeah, a lot of his stuff I don't like, but I'm a I'm a big fan of Zodiac, and it's it rewatched really really well. Okay. Um, I watched The Last Stand. The X Men movie? No, no, okay. no, no. See X Three? No. God damn it! Um, this is confusing. This is the the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, oh, which I heard good things about. Um. No. no. I mean, if it was just a movie, if he wasn't in it, and it was just Johnny Knoxville and Jamie Alexander, it would have been the best movie I've ever seen. That's and Luis totally Guzman. Opposite of what everything else, everybody else I've heard has said. Oh, I liked everybody but him. I wished it was just a cast of fun characters doing. Are you cre- not a Schwarzenegger fan in general? Yeah, I have no opinion. Okay. I mean, it's a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. Total Recall, fucking amazing. Oh, the, the Running Man, fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, but. I would never... He doesn't get me into a theater. I'm not like, ooh. Understood. Or, or rather, he doesn't get me to stream something. I understand that. Um, I saw Silver Linings Playbook, finally. Oh, I still haven't seen it. I loved it. I loved the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that one Jennifer Lawrence, she's fantastic. Yeah. We've we've talked about our, our uh, feeling of, like, I liked her for all you people did kind of Yeah, you jerks. Feeling. Yeah, but she's great. She's great in that, too. So I can't fault her for finally having people acknowledge how awesome she is. Yeah, exactly. I, I am very happy that she is uh, She's hitting it big time now. She is. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and Bradley Cooper's good in it, too. So I, I, I think it's solid. Um, what did I say after I watched it? Something to the effect of the story and the subject matter were just kind of like, meh. Like, all right. Uh-huh. But the, it was the performances that really fucking made it great and that so. is something i'll say about um oh god what's his name um uh david o russell yeah yeah yeah. yeah. i i can be very mixed on his stuff but he he does get good performances out of his cast yeah absolutely um i watched welcome to the punch which is a james mcavoy movie okay um mark strong is also in it it's meh hmm? which is sad it's very pretty looking okay um so i, I was renting a lot of movies as you can tell this I is see. very um, I didn't have internets for a while, <laughs> but you're but you can watch movies again on your computer. I see. Yeah. Um, I watch. I I Redboxed. I don't like the Redbox, but I used it. Okay. Ma- Magic Magic. You know about this movie? Oh, is that the one with Michael Sarah and Gab Gaby Hoffman? Uh, I guess I don't know who that is, but yes, um, it has um Emily you Brown. No, you know who Gaby Gabby Hoffman was. Um, do you remember now and then? Yeah. Okay, she was not Christina Ricci, the other brunette. Uh-uh. The one who grows up to be Demi Moore. She was in 200 Cigarettes and Field of Wait Dreams. Wait a second. Little Girl Field of Dreams. Oh, I love the Little Girl. She was like a child actress and like was in everything in the mid-90s and then kind of went away. I think like, you know, grew up and like wasn't getting the right roles and like stopped acting and then came back with this. I'm super good at um, podcasting. I, I Google. I just love how aggressive your typing is. I Google the shit out of podcasting. Um... I don't think so. It's not her? I thought that was her that was in Is this the one about crystal meth or something? No. Emily Browning, Michael Sarah, Juno Temple. Oh, what am I? I'm thinking of something else. Okay. I know, but you, you knew Michael Sarah. I knew, yeah. I guess I'm... I don't know what I'm thinking of. Dude, it's so good. Somebody was like, is it really a horror movie? No, it's not really a horror movie. It's one of those movies. It's not really a horror movie. Yeah. But it's fucking disturbing. I loved it. I think everybody should watch oh. it. I can't believe it has a 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Okay, I was thinking of a movie called Crystal Fairy, which is with Sarah. 
Oh, this movie, I, I really liked this movie a lot. I'm sure a lot of people won't, but I thought it was great. Well, I'm going to put it on my queue. You should. I then watched a less great movie called Olympus Has Fallen. <laughs> I find it funny that you watched that. I'm telling you, with the new releases, it's all I had. Yeah, it's all I, understand, I, had. I understand. It wasn't good. I have nothing to say about it. it bored the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, the first movie I watched in my new apartment oh. um, was a rewatch of Young Adult. Oh, very good, very good. Which is still oh, it's so good. the best movie ever. Um, I watched The Ledge. Is that the which, one with Sam Worthlessington? No, that's really funny. No, it's Sons of Anarchy, dude. Charlie... Oh, Charlie Hunnan? Whatever. Yeah, he's in it. And, oh, uh, Liv Tyler is in it. Okay. Patrick Wilson is also she, in it. Does she whisper in the movie? She whispers and she, she talks. and she shows her boobs. Ooh, are they good? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I think I think she's gorgeous. Oh yeah, she's um, totally. And I think she's likable, but I really I can't hear her when I watch a movie because she whispers. She yeah, it wasn't that bad in this, okay. but she did she did whisper. Patrick Wilson was so fucking good. He was a cre- he was a cre- no oh, he was a to- he was a total creep though. I love when he's a total creep. He doesn't do that. Yes, I love hard candy. Um, this movie was terrible. I don't know who likes Sons of Anarchy. Every movie I've seen him in, oh, what? I do. He's like he's not. Is he good? Is he a good yeah, actor? He's good on it. Yeah. But no, no. Is he is he a good actor? Yeah. On can the, you, yeah. Can everybody um quick quick email me what movie like, he's good in so I well, can watch it? Did you watch Undeclared back in the day? No. Okay, because he was good on that too. He played like the British kid. <laughs> he was good. Maybe it's the accent thing that he has trouble with sometimes. I don't know. I this this movie was meh, and he was just not good in it. But whatever. Speaking of not good movies, I watched The Raven. Oh God, I refused. I got streaming back, and I was just like, "Let's watch all the crap." Let's watch everything straight that Netflix is recommending to me. Ugh, yeah, The Raven is just as bad as everybody said it was. There's a show show episode. Just go listen to that, and that's how I feel. Um, I then saw The World's End in in the theater. Hey. Um, that's the new Simon Pegg. Um, a great movie. It's really, really good. Um, of course it is. No one needs to hear me talk about that. Or just seeing that eventually. And then I saw a movie which I think you would love. Uh-huh. You might have seen it. Uh-huh. It is streaming on the Instant Watch. Uh-huh. It's called Faces in the Crowd. No. No. The Mia, the Mila Jovovich movie. Oh, I remember... I think it might have been Rachel talking about this and I I never faces in the crowd. Yeah. Added. It's so terrible and oh, yeah. in an Emily way. Oh, and it's like terrible oh. and it's got Mila. Yes, I'm there. No, it's like, oh yeah. Um somebody else likened it to like an SVU episode and yeah. I was like, Oh my god, you're right, it is an Emily movie. Yeah. Alright. Um they should have retitled it Blood Goatee. Just think about that. Okay. Okay, I'm going to think about that. I'm really excited right. to think about that when I watch the movie. All right, and that's all I got. I tried to be quick. Okay. Well, that was a, a great selection. Thanks. Uh, all right, so what have I been watching? I, um, okay, everybody talked about how great Dread was. Then it showed up on Instant Watch. So I'm like, okay, let's watch. I have this thing now where, like, for some reason, every Sunday night, I'm in the mood to watch something, like, uh, like actiony and dumb. Like, not dumb, uh-huh. but just, like, something that, like, I can turn my mind off for. I don't know why. Um, so we watched Dread. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was, as an action movie, I thought it was very well done. I um, liked how, like, self-contained it was, this sort of, like, one-day-in-a-life kind of thing. Um, Lena Headey was pretty badass. Uh, yeah, she was. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't love it. For some reason, I feel like 
uh, the internet told me it was going to change my life. And it didn't. It was just a really good new action movie. I do understand. Like, I get the feeling that if I'd seen it in the 3D, that the 3D was probably done really well. Um, so I liked it. I liked it. You know, three stars. Good, good time. Um, I watched Step Up for Revolution. That's so jealous. Oh, it's um, I because we did uh, Erica and I on Gleecast are just doing movies now. So this is going to be our first episode. It'll be released very soon. Um, it is the dancing is amazing. It is again as cheesy as it's supposed to be. It has a brilliant ending. You would love it because um. Like the very ending, they save like the cameos from some of the actors from Step Up Three, and it's so great and so wonderful. Um, Peter Gallagher is like, it's it's such a save the rec center in every. It's a save the community. Aren't they all that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, no, because part two is more. Um, uh, we're white and minor minorities, but we can be street kids too. And part three and four is save the rec center. Um, <laughs> but Step Up Four is just joyous and good good time. Uh, so it's. Been- third one which I hated I actually for me I would still rank them three two four one how is three the first I love it I love it I love it I love it I was drunk when I saw it and it doesn't even rank that high I don't know the the water dancing the aggressive dancing the the villain who couldn't really speak English well that's true like everything about three and three was so like three crossed the line into we're just an 80s dance movie with cell phones Whereas four, like, it's really the same thing. Because with four, they throw in, like, which three and two and one all had two. It's like, love, like, love, Romeo and Juliet love story. Save the rec center. The villain is just, you know, a corporate guy. Um, It's wonderful. It's just joy if you like dance movies. Uh, A movie I've seen a thousand times, but it was the first time I got to watch it on Blu-ray, was A League of Their Own. Ooh, does is it worth having on blue? Um, they have the Blu-ray has, I believe, a commentary track, and it has like a making of, and it has deleted scenes, which are fascinating because they change so much. Like the like the 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 deleted scenes are very a lot of them are very plot and character based. Uh huh. Um, so like there's a deleted scene where um Dottie and Jimmy, as played by Gina Davis and Tom Hanks, where they uh-huh. kiss. <gasps> what? No! I know, I know. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. But it was interesting to watch and then, like, rethink things. But, like, the, it was a kind of case where the, all the deleted scenes should have been deleted. But a few yeah. of them were very funny. And a few of them were like, oh, how interesting. Um, so, yeah. I mean, for that alone. Uh, watched a movie as recommended by a special person that we'll talk about more later. Uh, Kill, Baby, Kill. Mario Bava is one of his very early uh, horror films. Mm-hmm. Very good. It's on instant watch. Um, oh, that's good. Just, it's a good old fashioned ghost story. Very atmospheric. Uh, creepy little girl. Creepy throwing a ball. She's a ghost. Um, high recommend. High recommend. Um, another movie I watched for uh, Gleecast or podcast was Jesus Christ Superstar. I have talked about it before. It's wonderful on instant watch. Um, a movie you and I have talked about because it's great. A perfect getaway. Oh, you watched it again? I hadn't watched it in a really long oh, time. I love it so um, much. I have talked about it a lot because, like I said, I snuck into it and I felt bad ever since that I didn't give it my money. So I have since bought it for like 10 people and tried to push it out of the world. But Bra- Brandon had never seen it. So I'm like, okay, sit down. Like, let's just watch this. I just made my mom watch it recently, too. Oh, uh, and did she, like, again, we're not spoiling the twist, but did she see the twist coming? Or no, no, not at all. Nobody the She's, twist. She said she screamed at the TV. Yeah, it's such a good <laughs> twist. Um, the one thing I will like to caution our listeners, um, I have the Blu-ray that has the director's cut on it. If you can, watch the theatrical cut. 
the director's cut, um, just the pacing isn't as good and it takes the big reveal moment and just kind of messes it up. It just goes on too long. Really? Yeah. So it, it, that the kind of reveal, it's like five minutes longer. So then as a result, when it's over, you're like, wait, what movie was I watching again? Um, so yeah, important recommend. Uh, okay. Um, a few James Bond films. We watched Die Another Day, which is the second uh, Pierce Brosnan one that has Jonathan, um, oh my God, the engineer and Mrs. Saigon, Jonathan Price, uh, as the villain. Um, he was having fun. It was This was a fun one. A very 90s. Um, you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, just making sure. Uh, I, just don't want, I just don't know anything about um, James Bond, have, as have you know. Have you never seen any? I've seen, no, I've seen um, Yafit Kodo. That's uh, probably my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, me too. Is that the one with Jane Seymour, too? Yes. Yeah, That's I like the one that one James a lot. James Bond in Harlem. Um, yeah, I've seen that one. I've seen the skiing one. Oh, yeah, that's the first one I watched, I think. I think that's Spy Who Loved Me, maybe? Yeah, I, I saw another one. Um, I don't know. They don't really stick in my yeah. head. I get a lot. Like, they all kind of blend, but certain apps, certain, and every one is 10 minutes too long, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other one I watched uh, in this month was Moonraker. Which oh, okay, which I know I definitely haven't seen that one. Yeah, you would remember because it involves them going into outer space. Sounds great. Yeah, this is the one that like they did right after Star Wars. So he, there's lasers and they're in outer space. And it's, again, I enjoy the bad ones. And I know like real James Bond fans like probably hate Moonraker and like live and let die. But those are the ones that I find really entertaining because um, it's James Bond in space. Um... Okay, I watched, uh, <laughs> um, I'm giggling because uh, this movie always makes me happy. It was, I came home one day and it was on like E! News for some reason, Ever After was on. Oh, I like that movie. Therefore I had to record it and watch the whole thing. I just love it. If Ever After is the movie where um, I would recommend anybody who has a daughter, like if you have like a, I don't know, daughter between the age of like five and 15, sit down with her and watch Ever After. It's so good. Between five and five hundred. Five and five hundred. It's so yeah. sweet. It's so, like, it is a genuinely, like, um, upbeat, positive tale. It's Cinderella, but Cinderella's kind of badass and independent. She is pretty badass. Yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's a great movie for kids to see, I think. Um, and that leads me to something else that I've been watching. So I have a new obsession, and I kind of told you about it, but I haven't told the world about it. Um, it's on Netflix Instant, and Murder, She uh -huh. Wrote is the most amazing thing in the world. Have you ever watched Did Murder, you? She Wrote? Well, yeah. You, have you never watched I had never Murder, watched she it. No, never really? watched a single episode. And there are, so, there are so many great things about Murder, She Wrote. For one thing, every episode there are people you recognize, and you have to, like, squint and try to figure out what they were from. Like, the last one we watched had the girl from Muppets Take Manhattan. Um, Brad, Jenny? Jenny from Muppets okay. Take Manhattan. It had Brad Dorff. Ooh, um, did he look good? He no, he was a crazy preacher, um, which was great, of course. Uh, and it also had, um, um, oh God, oh God, uh, 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 what's his name? From, from, I know, I can't help you. I know, I'm freaking out here. Twilight Zone, Roddy McDowell. That was very upsetting. Oh, okay. Glad we got through that. Yeah, that I might not have been able to finish or breathe again if I couldn't get through that. Um, 
But then, oh, that what reminds me is that we just watched another episode that was set in Russia, and there's one woman, and I hear her voice, and I'm like, what is she? Oh, she was the queen in Ever After. So it all wraps up. Um, but also, what's also great about Murder, She Wrote is that it's about Angela Lansbury being like a 65-year-old retiree traveling the world and being... Are you explaining to people the... I'm explaining why everybody should watch Murder, She Wrote. Wait, so are you assuming that there are people that don't know what Murder, She Wrote's about? Well, I'm assuming there are people who've never thought to watch it, and I want to make sure they know that they should be watching it, because it's great. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> To those of you <laughs> under the age of like seventy five, I guess who I I almost she wrote. I almost feel like that's like me saying, "Oh my gosh, I saw this wonderful movie. It's called Phantom of the Opera." Let me tell you, what it's about there's this phantom. I don't understand <laughs> the connection there, Christine. Um, I just feel like I thought everyone knew what Murder but She Wrote. I don't was think about. they knew that it was awesome. I think they do. Seriously, it's awesome. It is pretty good. Okay. Um, I also watched American Mary. Oh, is, yes. Yeah, the horror film by the Soska sisters who did, I guess, Dead Hooker in a yeah. trunk. And it stars Catherine Isabel from Ginger Snaps. I really liked it. Really? I'm very surprised to hear that. I've heard terrible things. I've, I don't understand the terrible... I feel maybe people were kind of... I, the movie was kind of sold as a horror movie. It's not really... Um, I mean, there are horrific elements and horrible things happen, but it's not, I don't know. I feel like it could be a case of people expecting something very different from the premise and like cover art. Uh-huh. Um, but I just really enjoyed it. I just, I thought the, the world and scenario and characters they created, I just wanted to spend more time with them. Like it wasn't, gr- the story kind of ended where it, I didn't want it to end. Like, I feel like there were untapped things within it. Um, but I just, I don't know. I think you would dig it. I'd be curious. Oh, I, I, I need to um, adjust my cue and make yeah. it come to me. I want to hear your thoughts on it because I really just enjoyed it. I liked the look of it. I liked the kind of, like, coldness of it. I don't huh. know. I thought a lot of the choices as far as music and lack of music went were really on point. Um, so, yeah, I found it, like, I, I'm championing this one. Um, All right. So yeah, you should look into it. You've you've completely changed my mind on it. I've never had any desire to okay. look at it. I so. Wonder, so in other words, if you hate it, it's all my fault, and you've made no. It. I would be ha- no. I would be like, yay! I saw it. Thanks, Emily. That's what I would say. Okay. I look forward to hearing. Yay! I saw it. Thanks, Emily. Exactly like that. Um, Star Trek Five, which is the William Shatner directed one. Okay. The problem with William Shatner directing a movie he's starring in is that there's nobody t- to tell him to not be so William Shatner. Uh-huh, that does sound like a problem. Yeah, this one wasn't very good. It's considered by most people to be the worst or one of the worst of the Star Trek movies. Um, it's not terrible because everybody else is really good, and it has a lot of moments for other characters to interact more. Uh-huh. Um, but overall, the story's a mess. It's just not really as compelling. On the other hand, Star Trek VI was awesome and that's the one directed by Nicholas Meyer who directed Wrath of Khan uh-huh. um, and six it's just it's a great story it's exciting it's interesting it's really funny at a lot of points uh Kim Cattrall plays a Vulcan oh okay that's that one yeah and at first I couldn't take it I'm like I can't that's Samantha this is weird but then you kind of give it uh, but yeah six I highly recommend it was a really good time um I also watched uh, a couple weeks ago we watched Volcano uh-huh. Uh huh. Based on Married with Clicker's review of it, 
and I really enjoyed it. It's so cheesy and ridiculous um, and very predictable. And I even could predict shots and like what would happen. But at the same time, it's really fun. Oddly enough, directed by the guy who directed Threads, the BBC terrifying um, nuclear bomb movie. Uh, so last night or the night before, um, it was my request to watch Dante's Peak. Oh, oh, I like Dante's Peak in a terrible way. Yeah, I preferred Volcano. Dante's Peak is probably a better movie. Um, but I don't know, because Volcano is just, there's a volcano and people are dealing with it. Dante's Peak, it's like, lead up, lead up, lead up. There's a volcano and now it's just one family that we're going to follow. Yeah. So I kind of, like, it's, uh, the effects of Dante's Peak looked great, I thought. Um, and I think it held up pretty well. But overall, like, I don't know, it just wasn't as fun as Volcano. Um, okay, another movie that wasn't fun at all, uh, Raging Bull. What's that? Uh, it's, like, considered oh. the best movie oh. of the whole time. I don't, know. I, I don't know why I couldn't connect <laughs> with what you were saying. It's got this actor named, like... You, you didn't like it? Bob, Bob something. Um, no. Really? Okay, have you seen it in, like, recent times? Not recently, no, not recently, no. no. Alright, it's... De Niro's great, I'm not arguing that. It looks great, the soundtrack is great, the boxing scenes are fantastic. So what isn't great? Well, okay, there's two aspects to it. Now, one, I understand this is, like... Because this has gone on this, like, Facebook thread thing, and it comes back to, like... I'm trying to avoid the whole likable character thing. Uh Um... But this is a movie about an awful human being who is awful, um, just kind of being awful. Uh, it's, I also always have a Scorsese problem with how Scorsese deals with women. Yeah, well, that's It's true. on prime display. We had watched Gangs of New York about a week before. Um, I fell asleep halfway through it, but I'd seen it before. But I woke up and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's still a mess. Um, and Scorsese pretty much uses females as a way for things to happen with men it is plain and simple you can see it in gangs of new york cameron diaz's character exists to sleep with two men and to move the story forward um departed same exact thing happens with vera farmiga's uh character um i think in goodfellas which i always defend and which is one of my favorite movies one easily my favorite scorsese movie i think that character works because lorraine brocco is just so fucking good um but in raging bull like the movie opens and he's beating his wife and throwing a stake in her face and then he leaves her for a 15 year old girl played by Kathy Moriarty mm-hmm. um, and then he beats the shit out of Kathy Moriarty and all the while he's you know he's fucking up his career but then he's really trying and you know there's all the issues of like him just not really fitting into this world okay great but I'm still watching a movie about this absolute like human being that I am I am not interested in him because he is awful um so I just, I mean, I'm glad I watched it. And somebody can sit across the room from me and explain to me all of the tenets of why it is a great movie and why it's, you know, it is not that you're supposed to like him, and I understand you're not, but that it is about how he doesn't fit in and how, um, you know, how it's essentially a character study of this. And, blah, blah, blah. and yeah, I, I can understand and I, I can see why someone would say this is a great movie. Um, I just found it almost insufferable. But mm-hmm. that's my take on it. And I'm sure I'll get hate mail for it. Or poop in an envelope. I'll send you now. <laughs> I'm expecting it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> a few more. Um, uh, um, a movie that I recorded from TCM. Speaking of Brad Dorif playing a creepy preacher. Uh, a movie called Wise Blood. 
from Ooh. like 1980, I think. That sounds great. Yeah, it was, oh crap, I forgot who made it, but it was a brilliant cast um, of whom, none of whom I can remember right now. Uh, okay, it's 1979, John Huston directed, he's also in it, based on a novel by Flannery O'Connor, um, Brad Dourif, Harry Dean Stanton, Ned Beatty, William Hickey, like really good cast, um, about a kind of soldier who comes home who ends up being a preacher kind of against God. Hard to describe, kind of a black comedy, um, but really worth watching. I think you would dig it. Brad Dourif is amazing in it. Well, he sells me on pretty much anything. anything. Yeah, and he's great. And this is like, he's the kind of actor that I feel like doesn't always get the chance to be the lead because he's so kind of odd looking and is not your typical leading man. And he gets to be the leading man essentially in this movie. And it's such a weird performance. And it's it's very, very high recommend. Um, Just a few more. Solomon Kane, which is streaming now on Instant Watch. I I thought it was boring. Yeah, it was. Um, I was disappointed just because I like that director a lot. Yeah. It's the guy who did the new Silent Hill movie and who did um, Death Watch. Yep. So I wanted it to be better for that reason. It wasn't awful. I, and it got held back for so yeah, long. And for no real reason. It apparently did make money in England. I don't, I guess it was just distribution deals kept yeah. falling through. Um, the entire time I was distracted by the fact that James Purfoy, Pure Foy, really looks like Hugh Jackman, but really doesn't. Yeah, he, he. I can see that. Yeah. Mm. Okay, um, a few more, and then I'm done. Ritual, which is Tales from the Crypt Presents Ritual. Oh, God. Okay, so the cover and the Netflix, like, description, it's like, Tales from the Crypt Presents Ritual. And there's, on the cover, there's a picture of the, the Crypt Keeper with dreads. But guess what's not in the movie, Christine? The Crypt Keeper. The Crypt Keeper's not in the movie. Apparently, after Bordello of Blood bombed, the Weinsteins were like, oh, you know why that bombed? Because of the Tales from the Crypt thing. So we'll just, we'll cut out the Crypt Keeper from a Crypt Keeper movie. Um, we'll keep Jennifer Grey and, and, and Craig Sheffer and Tim Curry, which they should keep, because Tim Curry is awesome and wonderful. Uh-huh. And, um, but uh, they cut out the Crypt Keeper part. But this movie wasn't bad, actually. I kind of liked it. Oh really? Was, that being said, it was a voodoo zombie movie. It was like the in the opening credits they say it's based on I Walked with a Zombie. Um, so it was kind of fun. Like it felt, it did feel like a Tales from the Crypt episode. Jennifer Grey is in like a white t-shirt with no bra on. So if you ever wanted to see her nipples through a shirt, this is the movie to watch. Well, that's I think a lot of our listenership. Yeah, and this is post nose job. If that helps or hurts, I don't know. Um, except, so I enjoyed this movie. Until the final shot, which was the most offensive, misogynist shot I could, you could have given in that movie. Uh-huh. Um, I, can't, I don't want to say it, because it will kind of spoil. It was otherwise a really fun movie. Um, but anybody who watches Ritual, please tell me if you were offended by the final shot. Uh, okay, then another TCM recording uh, was a movie called The Sadist. From sometime in the 60s, really good black and white, kind of early exploitation film just about uh, this uh, couple who um, are essentially, you know, killing people and stuff, and there's, they kind of flag down these three people, three teachers going to a baseball game, and instead kind of, like, hold them hostage for the day. Uh, Uh Really worth watching. Uh, I believe the Mill Creeps did a episode where they talked about it, but I still haven't gotten to listen to it yet. Um, I think that's episode nine of the Mill Creeps. Um, I think, again, you would be fascinated by it, because it's just an early 
version of a story we have since seen told many times, but done in a very interesting way for such What a year is it from? 60, 60 something, something, yeah. The sadist. Uh, 63. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's so, but I mean, it's brutal and it's about as rough as you can get for that time period. And the, I mean, the lead performance is so creepy and great. Uh, all right, two more and then I'm done. One, I know, well, actually, both of them I know you've seen. Uh, one was I finally watched Cosmopolis. Uh huh, okay. Okay, so I started say? it, I watched it on my iPhone. I started it before going to work. So I'm sitting on the train, on the bus, rather, and I watched the first like 45 minutes of it. And I'm within the first 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't know if I can do this. Um, I'm just like, I, this is so, I hate, I can't stand the way they're talking. Uh huh. So, um, uh, it's what I'm looking for. So deliberate. Like, I don't know if I can do this. I kind of ease into it. I get to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm all right. When I, I'm about, I have to go to work now. I have the second half after work. I guess I can get through it. And then all of a sudden it was like the barbershop scene where all of a sudden Ooh, I'm like, yeah. I'm in it. Like, okay, okay. I get, I get it. I get what he's doing with it. Um, and by the end, I kind of liked it. I see. I liked the dialogue quite a bit. It took me a long time to get to accept it. Yeah, it I can see that. It a point where it just felt. Um, I it it got to a point where it just felt very theatrical in like a theater of the of the absurd kind of way, where I could picture it like on a stage in a like college where they're doing college theater, which uh-huh. oddly enough is not necessarily a bad thing in the way I'm describing it. Like, once I was able to kind of accept it as being very deliberately constructed in this kind of way, I was, I I let it go and then was able to sit back and, like, listen to it and really find myself enjoying it. So, yeah, I, ultimately it was a recommend, but you have to, like, you have to be willing to kind of let go and and deal with it. Because it's such a specific, deliberate style. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, and last but certainly not least was, um... A movie that's been on my radar for some time, uh, because I very much like the other, only other film this man has directed, um, and this movie would be The Ninth Configuration. <gasps> Yay! Oh, it was so fucking good. It was, wasn't it? Uh, um, what really bums me out is the day after I watched it, when like I was all jazzed to be like this, like I can't wait to watch this again. Like I'm gonna track down a copy. Um, was when like I read that like apparently William Peter Blatty is now like on his new thing is that he hates the gays. Oh, yeah. yeah, like he's. Well, they are awful, right? Well, obviously. Like he's Ugh. now, like he uh, used to be like a big supporter of Georgetown University, and like he's taking back his money from them because now they accept homosexuality. Like, so it was kind of a bummer to watch something. It might be like, I think this, because I mean, I also, Exorcist 3 is one of my other, like, favorite um, flawed movies, uh, where just I, you know, want to be on the William Peter Blatty direct more stuff train. Um, so it was kind of a bummer to realize he's also, you know, that I don't agree with him politically, I guess. Um, but Ninth Configuration is so good. It is so different and strange and haunting and funny. Um, the cast is amazing. It is, yep. Uh, and all of whom were also go on to be in The Exorcist 3 for the most part. Um, it just, it, like, as soon as it was over, I was kind of like, I want to watch this again. Uh, I want to read everything about this movie and then watch it again after that. Um, and I did end up rewatching it with commentary, uh, and just just a fascinating, fascinating movie uh, that I highly recommend everybody seeks out. It's really hard to find. It was a long wait on Netflix. Um, it's a, 
out of print on DVD. You have it on the four pack, right? Yeah, it's like with um, Dead Calm and something else right. on a four pack. It's yeah. a really. I bought the four pack just to get that. Yeah. Um, although I like Ditcom. <laughs> well, yeah, I do too. Um, but I mean, Billy Zane's like shirtless for the entire movie when he was in yeah. shape. Hey. I can't see. I, there's two other movies. I can't remember what the two other movies are. Obviously, I'm focusing on Ditcom. Do but. you know if the movie was cut? If Knife Configuration is cut, though, I believe it is. Okay, that's a shame. Yeah. The one I had was the full version, I think, because um, it was like the special edition with commentary and everything else. Yeah. Um, so that's a sh- that's a shame. Like it's out there, but you know, in edited form. And I think the DVD that Netflix has is out of print and costs like 50 bucks if you want to try to find it somewhere. Um, I, I never do this and I would never do this, but I tell you, it was really hard not to just keep it and declare it lost. I had to blow my nose, but <laughs> so I, I muted. Oh, um, I'm, I'm glad that you didn't keep yeah, it. Yeah, I wouldn't do that because I want other people it's to do it. morally reprehensible. Somebody else will do it. Yeah, if one of you does that, fuck you. Because that's not cool. Um, but yeah, so I highly recommend it. I guess that's most of everything I've been watching other than Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, I rewatched um, all of Futurama. Oh. Um, I've almost completely rewatched Parks and Rec. Because nice. um, I have no life. I've been dabbling in Fringe mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, what else? I've been reading a lot of comic books. Okay. I'm almost done with Red Dragon. It's really good. Um, did you read those books? Uh <laughs> The, I only read I read Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal. Mm. Hannibal is terrible. Oh really? Ugh, I'll yeah. get there. No, I'll, Hannibal is I'll not good. Like the the character of uh, in the movie, I think like remember how Gary Oldman has like oh it's been forever. Family? Yeah, in the movie, it's like his his bodybuilding sister and or in the book, and there's a death by like electric eel. I think. Um, yeah, I'll be curious what you think of the book. I'll get there eventually. I'm trudging along. Alrighty. Um, and, oh yeah, the other thing I've been watching is uh, Orange is the New Black on Netflix. What do you think? I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah. The first, I was kind of uh, reluctant to watch it because, as some people might know, I really liked a little show called Oz. And so I Shocking. Kind of, and I kind of felt like, oh, any show that's not Oz is not going to be Oz. And even in the first episode, they actually come out and say, like, this isn't Oz. Um, but once you let that go and like it, it takes its time. Like it's by episode three is really good. Um, so episode one is kind of episode two gets funner, but then episode three, it's, they, I mean, the issue that like, not the issue, but the thing about the show is it's set in a woman's prison. So you have all of these great characters and great stories that you want to find out about. But the, you know, the nature of the show is it's told from the perspective of this woman, um, this white woman who's in there. So, like, you kind of have to wait to get to all the other prisoner stories, but when uh-huh. you do, they're really good. And Natasha Leone is in it, and she's so great, and it's so great to see her, like, not crazy. And Kate Mulgrew is um, really fun in it and funny. Uh, and she plays a Russian. So, I recommend it. Give all it right. Try. Give it a go. Yeah, Watch. I know a lot of people that have been um, Yeah, I would say watching. try the first three episodes. Because, again, by episode three, I think, is where it kind of, um, like... It, that's the episode where because it, it starts to focus on the on a great character and it kind of shows you like what the show can be i think so uh-huh. that's that's my uh, thoughts on that all right so are we ready we're gonna take a little break sure we're gonna come back and we're gonna hit the waves yeah we're hang 10 
We're gonna. Where are we sadly, no one said hang ten in any, either of these movies. Did they really not? Oh man, they. I don't did. think they did. No, but you know what they did say? That we're young, dumb, and full of. Okay. I'm not gonna say it. All right, well then, fine. <laughs> Let's fill in that blank. Yeah, full of cookies. Full of cookies. We're gonna pause this so I can get more water and you can get more gingerbread cookies. Emily, remember when we had a podcast called GleeCast and we discussed Glee? Kinda. No! Hey, Emily, remember when Glee used to be worth podcasting about? Maybe? No! Hey, Emily, why is Christian Bale here? Oh, da-da-da-da! Oh, I invited him over to announce our format change. The, the fuck are you doing? Well, Christian, we're maintaining our sanity by discussing all things musical instead of just Glee. Are you professional or not? And now that we're strictly covering musicals, that means we can finally do a whole episode on Christian's favorite film, Newsies. And how was it? I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? That's right, listeners. This is the time to seize the day as GleeCast is now a podcast about musicals. Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. Do you think we should change our name? Nah, we're gleeful about songs. And sweet dance moves. Oh, good for you. Search for GleeCast on the iTunes store or join our Facebook group for updates and discussion. Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done professionally. Is he always like this? Only after watching Glee. are back to talk about 1991's Point Break. Okay. Indeed. It has been a long time coming, has it not, Christine? It has. Uh, now, would you like to summarize? Um, do you want, like, the IMDb summary, or do you want me to just ramble? No, I want you to ramble. Okay. So, Keanu Reeves, he was, like, a football player. Uh-huh. What was his name? Um, Johnny Dallas. <laughs> Close enough. Johnny Salt Lake City, Utah. <laughs> Johnny, Utah. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I don't know. Okay. I like it. Going. Okay. So, he's an FBI agent. And he gets paired up with Gary Busey. And there's... Oh, uh, oh, which should have been in the movie 20 times more than he was. So, like, there's these bank robbers. And Gary Busey has this, like... This uh, this theory that they're actually surfers, and he and Keanu Reeves is, like just happens to be the perfect guy for the job. It's yeah. kismet, kismet that they get matched up. 
Um, so then, uh, what's his face? Keanu Reeves has to go undercover um, and learn surfing from Lori Petty. Uh-huh. And he meets Patrick Swayze and strikes up a beautiful, yet really tragic bromance. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It is beautiful and tragic. It is. I couldn't agree more. It's the the end. The end. <laughs> Except there's so much more. There's Shockingly. So much more. Like the fact that of course the thing I think that most people remember. Um well people remember a lot of things about this movie. Uh it would be for one thing, the bank robberies, how the spoiler alert, mild spoiler alert, although if you have the subtitles on when you watch this movie. Um, they kind of give everything away very quickly. Oh, do they really? Yeah. In the opening bank scene, they don't, but there's, like, the second bank robbery where uh, Keanu Reeves and Gary Busey are going after them. Uh, whenever the, the you know, bank robbers talk, it then has, like, their names. It's like, Bodie, we're going to take this bank. But you're like, but the characters don't know that yet. Like, we don't actually oh, don't know that yet as an audience, technically. That's a, whoever, whoever subtitled those movies should I know. be fired. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, poor people who are hard of hearing get this movie ruined for them, essentially. It is discrimination against the deaf, if you ask me. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we've got the presidential masks, which leaves us to a lot of great presidential jokes and impersonations by bank yep. robbers. Um, and who doesn't like By that? surfing bank robbers. By surfing bank robbers. Um, which is also, all, like, the... the um, like, this is just a fun, adrenaline-rich movie. Um, directed by Catherine Bigelow, who, Thanks. like, you know, knows how to make a movie about adrenaline. And in this, we essentially have <laughs> Keanu Reeves getting seduced, if you will, by Bodhi's way of life. And who wouldn't yeah. be? Who would not want to skydive and rob banks and drink beer and have sex with Lori Petty? They're super in love. They, not Lori Petty and Keanu. I mean, Patrick's right. Like, I mean, they're okay, but they're yeah. so in love. I know it's really sweet. Um, it's like Patrick Swayze is in pure just. He's essentially, if you take his character from Roadhouse, it's like if that character had an older brother who wasn't quite as disciplined as him. <laughs> so they both grew up studying like Tai Chi and movement and meditation but like one of them decided to use his powers for the good of the american bar scene uh-huh. and another one decided to use his powers for the good of his own wallet huh now you decide which is which oh how interesting <laughs> uh we also of course get the 30th appearance of James Legrow on our fucking podcast. crazy James of fucking Crow. Yeah. I was I was just about to go through his um his filmography to see how many like how many times he's come up. Uh-huh. He has 101 credits. I'm yeah. not going through them all. Yeah. Um and at least now what five of them we've covered on our show. That's easily right. Yeah. Oh yeah, he just keeps showing up and and he was like that guy in the 90s that's always just always in things. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know who else was in this that got me really excited? Was one of the ki- the kid from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yeah, I did notice that yeah, too. That made me yep. excited. Um, you, you mean you didn't get excited to see Anthony Kiedis? Who's Anthony Kiedis? From Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh, no, I didn't know. Who's, who was he in the movie? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, when they 
are busting into that house that have all like oh, the shit, naked girls. That scene, yeah. yeah. See, I will say this about Catherine Bigelow: her violence does not fuck around. No, it is. It doesn't glorify it. It like it, the violence hurts. Oh, it's nasty, and yeah. the same thing could be said for um, uh, Near Dark. Okay. Um, even though that was a, I felt like it was kind of a goofy setup. And oh, look at it's, it, um, you know, Anthony Kiedis. He was on the beach too. Uh, you wait, had wait, to- was his was he War Child? Because this movie has a no, face. no. This movie's characters' names include Roach and War Child. Yes, he wasn't War Child. Okay, I see. Um, no, but his character's name was Tone. Even even like um, a goofier setup, the violence is still like it really is nasty. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, no, I agree, because you have what... And, I mean, this movie, it's a fun movie, and it's not meant to be, like, a heavy-hitting movie that, like, stays with you for days or anything. Um, But it could also very easily be a very fluffy, like, kind of dumb... Like, this movie was rated R. It... You... I'm surprised, because you could have very easily had a studio look at it and be like, hey, if you just cut out some of the, like really painful bullet scenes you we could have an all a pg-13 movie yeah hit our demographic and it would be fine um so it's interesting and i don't know who's if there was ever any any issue around that um but it's it's a choice and it works because it just you know it kind of reels it up a little bit um <coughs> go ahead go ahead go ahead oh no no um there's a great reference where, like, a throwaway line, and I, I assume it had to be an homage, but maybe it was just in the script, where, um, Bodhi, Patrick Swayze's character... Oh, such a stupid name, though. <laughs> no, it's a good surfer name. Um, well, please, we'll talk about stupid surfer names when we get to Blue Crush. <laughs> uh, where he, he talks about, like, he's gonna go have lunch at Patrick's Roadhouse. Like, as if he was going to the Roadhouse. To the double dude. I didn't pick up on that. I don't know. He says Patrick's Roadhouse. No, 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 no. I did, but I don't even remember that happening. I don't remember what the what the context was, but I wrote it down. Huh. Wrote oh, it well, down I believe it. In between two notes, one note being topless woman beating up Keanu Reeves. Yep, that's my favorite scene. That is a great scene. Um, and the other, the note underneath it is seven dollars and eighty four cents for a, for three sandwiches and two lemonades. Sign me up for nineteen ninety one. Wow, that is really reasonable. Oh, my God. Uh, And he doesn't even eat the sandwiches. He has to throw them out because then there's a bank robbery going on. Um, Which is really wasteful. Yeah. There's also a shot where, um, and it's in, like, the kind of drug raid house, so, of course, it's all supposed to be, like, scuzzy and stuff. Yeah. But the dude's pouring beer on his cereal. Hi. And, like, I understand, like, you're establishing something by doing that, but it just seems like, really? Come on, like in no way does Budweiser mix with Captain Crunch. Like nobody would actually do like, that, even if they were like scu- a scuzzy badass. Like a scuzz bucket dude would be like, I drink my beer because it's beer and I like it, and I eat my cereal with milk because that's how you eat cereal. Has any of our listeners, please tell me, have you ever tried the beer in your cereal thing? And does it work with maybe it works with like Fruity Pebbles or like some random cereal where flavors blend? I don't know. Gross. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, it does not. I can't imagine it doing so. It's like a goofy little, like you said, like character setup. Yeah, like, oh, look, little, look at how scuzzy this person is. Look what they do. Gross. Yeah. Like, nobody would actually do that. No. Nobody would actually do that. Um, it's like when you have a character who just, like, chews with his mouth open and talks and, like, spits food around. Like, you know, it just feels like you're going for something new there. Exactly. Yeah. Broad strokes. Broad mm-hmm. strokes. 
Um, we get a like I mean the action in this movie is awesome because so you get it is. Keanu Reeves has been essentially is chasing um, this is, is I don't think I can't remember if this is when he's chasing Patrick Swayze or someone else when there's that awesome foot chase scene like through the suburbs and the camera's like following them and they run through houses a pit bull comes out of nowhere and he throws yeah, a pit yeah. bull at a dude that's like right um, right after they they um the scuzzy house, right? Yeah, I think that's the scuzzy house, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, you get, like, cool stuff going on in this movie. But again, it's not, like, fluffy violence. Like, it's it's painful violence. It's shot yep. really well. Um, we find out that it is not about the money. It's about the human spirit. I've always said that. Indeed. It's good words to live by, especially if you can say it in a voice like Patrick Swayze. I'm going to say that as douchey as Patrick Swayze's character was... He was kind of awesome. Oh, he was. Yeah, see, I don't think he's douchey until he's, like, willing to kill Lori Petty to me. Wait, I thought that was an interesting term. He really is quite the gray hat, that Patrick Swayze oh, character. Yeah, because yeah, it's essentially, like, Johnny Utah is this very straight, you know, just fairly new out of Academy or, or whatever they call it. And essentially is, you know, uh, on a mission and he might be a little unorthodox, but it's a, he wants to get the bank robbers and stuff. And then he ha- you have Patrick Swayze, who's not, seemingly not a, a bad guy where he's not killing anyone. Uh-huh. Um, we don't see him, even when they rob the banks, it's very, it's on a schedule, they're doing it, they, they don't, like the whole thing is they don't go into the vault because that's like a waste of risk. They're just, they go in, they get the money and they get out and they don't hurt anybody. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, if you're going to rob banks, this is the way you should do it. So it takes a long time to get to any violence, and it's not aggressive on his part. It's more other people causing violence, and he's going to fire back. But um, he could be much more aggressive considering his character and what he's doing. But he's, like, really zen and chill and all that stuff. And then once things turn, he's essentially willing to kill Lori Petty, who, you know, was, like, his ex-girlfriend and stuff. Yeah, I feel like his back really was against the wall, though. I don't feel like that was, like, a strange character choice. Like, I I don't feel like it was out of character. Right. Yeah, it was just, he was kind of, like, not immoral, kind of amoral, I guess, where he kind of had, like, his way of living. And then when that was going to be disrupted, it was like, okay, well, now I might have to kill your girlfriend. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we get, um, I don't know if this was the first case of Keanu Reeves going, whoa, but we do get a very deliberate, distinct, whoa, when he goes yeah. skydiving. Yeah. Uh, and then he's, oh no, and then Lori Petty gets taken hostage. Um, and fear causes hesitation, hesitation causes your worst fears to come through. Yoda. Yep. Very Yoda. Very Yoda, <laughs> but with abs. That was my note. Yoda with abs? Yoda with abs. Nice. Yeah. So what did you think of the Lori Petty character? Um, I like her. I I think it's, you know, I mean, I feel like it's the case where you have the right actress playing a part that could have been token girlfriend, damsel in distress. Uh-huh. But because it's Lori Petty with a really short tomboy haircut with her little scratchy voice, um, I don't notice that when I'm watching the movie. She, yeah, she doesn't seem as superfluous as that character is on paper. Right. And and on paper, it is. Oh, she, yeah, absolutely. She exists in order to, like, kind of... Talk bring, about existing to move the story exactly, along. Completely. Yeah, completely. Like, she's there to rope Keanu Reeves into this world 
and then to get kidnapped. And even though we've seen her be tough up to this point, then to essentially be held at gunpoint. But because you have an actress who's really spunky and who feels like she's trying to take care of herself, you can't, you buy into it very easily. Yeah. And so it didn't bother me watching it. Like in hindsight, like it's like, yeah, I, you know, they did kind of um, trash her character a little bit and, you know, it, it does feel a little messy and kind of underdeveloped. Yeah. Um, but it's a case where the, I think the casting, the performance, and the direction of her helped to overcome that. Which is kind of how I feel about um, Vera Farmiga and The Departed, if you will. She's so good that it takes me a really long time to realize she only exists because the script needed her to. Uh-huh. Yeah. She fakes you out. She does, yeah, because she's good. Yeah. And, I mean, like, you know, Lori Petty, um, I, I haven't seen her work in a long time. Um, she's an interesting actress, I think, because she, like, you know, we just watch A League of Their Own, and you, like, she's so hard to like because she's such a brat in that movie. Yeah. But at the same time, she's so good because, like, she's playing that character perfectly. Like, yeah, like, she is annoying, and she is just really, um... Like, she is so, has such low self-esteem and is, feels so unloved that this is how she reacts and everything. And it's perfect. Yeah. And, you know, and in this case, it's a very different character, but I think she works really well. I feel like she's, like, as a, she's one of those actors who just has, like, a natural um, personality that can really work in the right role. Yes. It is a shame that she does not work more. Yeah. Apparently she's a gigantic alcoholic. Is that Aww, true? I don't know. That makes me sad. Yeah. Oh, Lori Petty. That's what I was told. I didn't Who do any told research. Um, her publicist. No. Um, <laughs> I just I just had offhandedly mentioned, um, oh, blah, 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 Lori Petty's great. Oh, she's an alcoholic. That's why she doesn't work. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't Google up on it. Whoa. Oh no, prison! Bra- I'm look. I'm I'm not a good reader apparently because I just go on IMDb to see what she's been doing, and I see what I thought was Point Break TV series. I'm like, what? But no, uh, but she was in Prison Break, I guess, for a while. So she's been working in television a little bit, I would say. Um, uh, I haven't seen her in anything. Uh, I'm just trying to see if her. Oh, she. Uh, she's a vegetarian. Ugh, those vegetarians, the worst, I tell you. Seriously, don't even get me started on the ones who are like, oh, I don't eat gluten either. Yep. Then you throw in not eating soy, and they're the worst. You don't eat soy either? No, I have a soy allergy. What do you eat? Nothing. Like, really? Like, do you eat air? No, I'm allergic to most things in the air, so I can't eat it. (laughs) See, do you hear me right now? I do. Allergies. Is that because you ate, like... It, a carbon or something? No, I think it's just allergies. A lot of people in the in Tejas have, are having bad allergies right now. Oh, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> it's okay. I know I sound awful, so I apologize. Um, Lori Petty apparently See? was cast um, in Demolition Man, but there were problems, and Sandra Bullock was cast instead. Problems like what? I don't know, but apparently Lori Petty also designs positive message clothing. As opposed to negative message clothing? I guess, yeah, I guess, like, she makes t-shirts that say things like, you're great. Instead of, like, fuck off. Instead of t-shirts that say, you're not great. Yeah, oh, well, I'll take the, I'll take one of each, depending on my mood. Hey, do you think we should start our own line of clothing that's both positive and negative? 
like like one on the front and one on the back. Ooh, I like that idea. Or inside out, maybe like. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, we got this. Like, oh, like on one, it's like the, so the tag has got to be like in like it's got to be no tag. Um, yeah, tagless. Yeah, yep. which more and more things are doing now. And so on one side, it says, "Yeah, you're a wonderful human being," or "I'm a wonderful human being," maybe. And then when you turn it inside out, it says. You go to hell yeah something like that <laughs> and we can I, use i'm a little bit more to the want. point <laughs> yeah 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 we got to work out the marketing of it um, and the styling but i think go fuck this, yourself this could be a big thing <laughs> yes. um we'll we'll give you more information on that line as we as we get there folks don't don't you worry we won't leave you out um yeah so that was long tangent on Lori petty's positive message clothing and her part in this movie um we also have uh what's his name from scrubs playing a jerk because yep. yeah, that's yep. what he, he generally does he's a good jerk that's why he, he does play a really good jerk and in this case he's playing the like police bureaucratic jerk yeah um one of my favorite things is how he talks about he puts gary Busey and johnny utah together because they're both screw-ups but we also learn that johnny utah was like graduated at the top of his class and is really good at shooting and so there's nothing in him that's supposed to be a screw-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't also understand why you would put two screw-ups together. Like, shouldn't one person be confident? Or do you just kind of assume, like, they're going to have low numbers, and then when I have to lay someone off, I lay them off? I don't know. Neither, excuse me, neither way seems really efficient. No, no. But that's also why I'm not in charge of police officers, I guess. Because I maybe I don't understand how the positive and negative works i'll make you a t-shirt make me a t-shirt that explains it all um so they are but they are working together and of course johnny utah is able to infiltrate correctly and during all of this he's learning how to surf oh yeah he is lord petty's giving him lessons because he lied to her yeah pretty that's another thing that i guess we could look at that and say it's kind of despicable yeah he is able to befriend her because he's finds out her name and then uses his powers of policing to find out how her parents died and all this other stuff. Um, so then the next time he sees her, he's like, yeah, can I get the shrimp? Yeah, my parents died in an accident. It was really rough. Kind of just like your personal history. And then they're sleeping together and it's all good. Yeah, so never tell, never, never believe anybody that has a similar personal history to you. Right. And then when she finds out that he's a cop, she's like, and your parents, are they really dead? He's like... No, actually, I lied Yeah, that. But let me explain. But I can explain everything. My name's Johnny Dallas. Let me explain. I mean, okay, fine. I lied about that, too. My name's Johnny Utah. Oh, yeah, this is a question I had. So he's going undercover, I thought, Co- to find... Was he? That's... I don't know. IMDb says an FBI agent goes undercover to catch a gang of bank robbers. I don't know if it's just... It's 1991, so there was really no internet yet. I guess. So if just because people recognize you as being like, oh, you, I know your name. You were really famous because you were a very famous college football player and prospect. But I didn't follow the rest of your, your career, so I don't know that you're now an FBI agent. Now, today, Johnny Utah probably would have had a Facebook account. Um, or it would have been pretty easy to Google Johnny Utah and see what he did since playing football and find out yeah. he graduated top of his class at the FBI Academy. So you shouldn't use your real name is what I'm saying. I would think not. But I'm assuming, I guess, because, yeah, he does not go undercover. He doesn't tell them that he's a police officer, but he tells them his real name. And other than lying to Lori Petty about his parents dying, 
um, he doesn't like lie about he's like yeah no I am the football player you know me as so seems like he's playing with fire there though yeah it seems like it's taken a lot of risks because all it takes is like one phone call right to call like oh hey I'm I'm a reporter doing a story on alumni of your high school and I was wondering if that kid Johnny Utah that really good football player so did he go on to be a professional football player oh no he didn't oh what is he doing now he's an FBI agent thank you Yeah, I just didn't understand. Like, Like, it would take just like five minutes of research to probably find out that this man is actually trying to put you in prison. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree 100. percent It's okay because I don't know about you, but I enjoy the fuck out of this movie. Uh, Sure. Now, this was your first watch, correct? Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I I mean, I'd seen bits and pieces on television and stuff, but I never watched it. All so over. now, what did you, did it surprise you? Did it, was it different from what you expected tonally or anything else? Um, knowing what I know about uh, Catherine Bigelow mm-hmm. and seeing what I've seen and the references, um, not so much. I was a bit shocked by how epic their bromance was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was beautiful. Oh, I just wanted them to hug. Um, But, I mean, other than that, it was pretty much what I... Oh, and the end, I didn't really um, expect it to end the way it did. (laughs) Um, Okay, can we talk about the ending? Can we give a spoiler alert? Yeah, sure. Let's talk about the ending. All right, folks, we're spoiling the last, like, five minutes of the movie. Because it's kind of great in a way that doesn't make any sense at all. Uh Uh-huh, I agree. Right, so Johnny Utah, so they basically, he, he can't catch Patrick Swayze. Um, what is it, six months or like 13 months that go by? I, I, I feel like it's more than six months. I don't know, it might be like well, because years. he's got like a poncho on by that point, well, and that's not something how, you can do in six months. Yeah, like he's been surfing every day, so I don't know. It's, it's a fair amount of time later that he has tracked him to, is it Australia or Hawaii? Oh, I don't remember. Guam. Guam. The waves are big, man. Yeah, so those Guam waves. He tracks them down very far from where they were previously. Um, it has been some amount of time. And he knows he, he finds him because he's been following the waves and where the waves are getting bigger. And apparently it is like the perfect storm of waves that are only going to come uh-huh. like once every, you know, 500 time, years. Yeah, yeah. Like that. So uh, this is the moment to, um, to that for where he knew he would be able to find um, Bodie. And Bodie just want, wants to surf these waves. And they get into a fight. And, like, the helicopters start coming down. Uh-huh. Everybody's going to come in and take this man away. And, he, like, he looks in Patrick and Keanu Reeves' eyes. And he's like, let me ride that wave, man. If I go in, I'm not coming out. Let me ride that wave. And he does. He and does. Of course he doesn't come out. No, he dies. We think he does. We don't know for sure. I mean... I think he does. Well, of course he does. Like, it's like, wait, oh, okay. like, we'll kill you. But at the same time, it's like, okay, but you had all these, like, helicopters and backup. Like, how are you going to explain this? And, of course... Yeah, he he just lost his job, right? Well, like, no, he sequel. No, gives it up, right? Like, the last shot is Keanu Reeves throwing his badge Oh, on the yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, so fucking overdramatic. He just is then like, okay, now I quit. After I let this this criminal that you've been searching for for years go, I now quit. Yep. What's he gonna do now? Is he gonna become a surfer or bank robber? Um, 
write some um, Point Break fan fiction and tell me tell me what happens next. I don't know, but it's a very you know it is a it's a wonderfully like epic ending and spoiler alert to Fast and the Furious. But this is where you've seen Fast the first one. Oh, yeah, like a million teen years ago. Um, it's vi- I remember when I watched Fast and the Furious years ago when it first hit video. I didn't like it. I'm about to rewatch it this week. I actually have it from Netflix. Um, and what really bothered me was the whole time I was like, this feels very much a point break. But the ending, it's like the same ending. It's where he's basically like, let me go and do this crazy stunt. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, okay. Like, but no, that's not okay. Like, how can you let him do that? But, but what it is, is it's, it's, it's not breaking up the bromance because that's an epic yes, romance right. too. And it ultimately is about... Keanu Reeves caring more about Bodie and yep. Bodie being able to do this than it is about the FBI See, and what they stand for. He loves them. It's that it's that stupid thing. If you love him, let him go. Let him but in like free. but like not in like a, a, a quote unquote gay way. <laughs> it's super manly because I love him so much I'm gonna let him kill himself right. in ways. Well in a way that he instead, would want to kill himself. Yeah, instead of go to prison. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you can't keep Bodie in a cage. You can't imagine Bodie in a cage. It should be awful, but <laughs> letting him die in the waves is poetic, and it's just—I love it because it's so—it's such a ridiculous ending, but it oh. really is the only ending you can have. I guess I'm sure you could have had a different one, but what the two of them fall? I mean, yeah, that would be great actually. <laughs> if yes. it ended, it was like six months later, and and it's like yeah, this would be so great. Keanu Reeves waking up. Keanu Reeves waking up in bed. <laughs> And, like, he's just, like, he, like, turns over in the bed. He's smiling. And it's just, you expect, like, and he's, like, hey, did you sleep well? And you expect it to be Lori Petty, and instead it's Bodie. Like, and he's, like, well, we didn't do much sleeping. (laughs) Roll credits and movie. I was was thinking of something much more domestic, where, like, you hear a baby crying in the back. (laughs) In the back. (laughs) And it's, like, this little, like, kind of vaguely Asian baby. (laughs) It's an Asian baby, but with, like, long hair. And he's got, yep. like, one of those, like, necklaces. It's, like, a leather necklace with, like, a charm of the some shell. Sort. Yeah. Like, a big shell. Oh, and it's, like, Patrick Swayze is breastfeeding it. Yeah. Oh, that would have been such a better ending. Yep. Sign sealed delivered. Give us our check. Oh, Hollywood. Oh, in a perfect world, <laughs> that was the deleted alternate ending. Yep. That is not available, sadly, on the Blu-ray. Don't buy it. No point. No, not worth it. Clearly not worth it. Well, I think the Blu-ray also does commits the cardinal sin of, on the cover, it's a very floating head poster. Yeah. It has the names right. in the wrong place. So it's like, wow, Keanu Reeves looks a lot like Patrick Swayze. And Patrick Swayze looks a lot like Keanu Reeves. Um, because their names are reversed to their faces. Yeah. That's bothered me. Um, but yeah, now I really wish it was point, point break to the uniting of the point and it's the two of them raising a baby That'd be cool. uh, okay yes in a perfect world um so what did you what did you think of the movie christine what did like like with um grades or just like overall what did yeah, i think did, of it no, let's go overall i liked it mm-hmm. um I, I liked it um maybe a little less than i expected to mm-hmm I just, I don't know, I I thought it was, it was it's that expectation thing again. This yeah. is a movie that gets talked about, 
and my expectations were so fucking high. Was it that it wasn't like this, as ridiculous as you thought it would be, or that it wasn't as good as you hoped it would be? I, it wasn't as, like, earth-shattering. It wasn't as, like, game-changing okay. as I thought it was going to be. But that could also be because so many things are so derivative, and I've seen all those. Right. If you've seen Fast and the Furious movies, you've seen, you know, essentially the kind of the blueprint yes. from it. Yeah. I, I mean, I think for me, this is a movie that I, I just enjoy watching. Um, if it's on TV, it's so easy to just sit down and kind of have it on because it's... You know, even though it gets pretty dark in a lot of places, it's still, it's entertaining. And it's, you know, it's beautiful people jumping out of planes and surfing where it's just so good to look at. And it's funny and the action is good. So I just find it's a a fun time. It's a good summer watching, I say. It's pretty absurd. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't, I, I guess I didn't expect it to be as absurd as it is. But because I think of the direction, it never got over-the-top goofy. It never it never got to be a joke. Right, you know? right. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, they do, apparently, um, there's, like, a comedy group that does, uh, like, staged readings of Point Break. Uh-huh. They do it at different venues in New York. And what they do is, like, they, they perform it, except they pick someone from the audience to play Keanu Reeves' part. Uh-huh. So essentially, like, everybody else is, like, playing the movie, and then they just have, like, one guy from the audience reading off of cue cards to kind of best capture his performance in the movie. Uh-huh. Um, do you think he is good in the movie? Do you think he is awful? Where do you fall? Where do you fall in the Keanu's spectrum? It's not as as bad as I've seen Keanu. Um, it is pretty bad in some spots. Do you think like a better actor would have changed the nature of this movie in that part? Yeah, absolutely. He's playing it I mean, he's doing Keanu, but right. it works in this role. Yeah. I mean, Keanu so, is, is is made of wood, and the only time, like, it's amazing. When you watch Parenthood and Bill and Ted's, he is so good. Yeah. And people can make fun of Keanu Reeves all they want, but you look at those two roles, and he is funny, and he is his timing is great, and he works well with others in those movies. And then you look at him in almost any other movie where he's the lead, and he's just so... You can't get past the fact that he is Keanu Reeves. And yeah. No matter what, he kind of doesn't fit in almost any movie he does because he is so... He's so distinct looking, but yet his acting style is so simple and wooden. Like Bram Stoker's Dracula? Is that what you're talking oh, about? Oh, God. Like, whose idea... Like, I understand, like, it was like, ah, we gotta get young people to see this. Let's cast yeah. a hot young guy. But, like, you cast somebody who is so conspicuous but yet so not good at channeling something out of his time zone, I guess. And yep. with this one, it's interesting because he's, on one hand, like, he's playing a surfer dude. So it it's fitting that you have Keanu's in that part. But again, like, whenever he has to kind of express any emotion, it's always like, you just think any other actor would have delivered yep. that line differently. It's like looking at a maple tree, try to act. Yeah. But the maple tree looks good doing it. It looks right. And... Because the maple tree is playing the part of a maple tree. But it's <laughs> it's still a maple tree. The analogy is working out so much better than I thought it would. Have <laughs> yeah, it's just... But, ma- you know, the maple tree was cast as a maple tree. But when you get down to it, maple trees aren't actors. Maple <laughs> trees are not designed to act. It would have been better if Ian McKellen played the maple tree. Would have surprisingly been better than the maple tree playing itself. Yeah, that's yeah, very, very accurate. Yes. Yep. 
And yet at the same time, I feel like if a better actor was in that part, this movie wouldn't be nearly as memorable. Correct. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Because it just, at that point, it would have been like, oh, that's actually a really good action movie. As opposed to like, oh, point break. And just everything that comes with that, I guess. Yep. All right. So are we about ready to rate it? I think I am. All right. I I watched it so long ago. I wish I, I don't usually take notes. I feel like I'm forgetting a point to make, but I can't really remember anything. Okay, um, just let me quickly go through um, my notes just to see if I missed anything. Um, da, 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 da. Oh, okay, a, a line I liked, which is, it's not tragic to die doing what you love, which of course is foreshadowing to Patrick Swayze's character. Um, oh, is that what that was? I guess, well, yeah, I mean, you know. There was a line about cockapoos, which are uh-huh. Cocker Spaniel poodle mixes. I didn't realize those were around in the 90s. Yeah. In the early 90s, yeah. no less. Um, during the big um, Scuzzbucket uh, raid scene, apparently one of the female characters' names, based on the subtitles, was Fiberglass. Oh my god, Which no. was pretty damn awesome. Again, why putting the subtitles on is often the right decision with any movie. I agree. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, a 90s alert where a character very pointedly says, I'll beep you. Ugh. <laughs> Um, and I think that's everything. Yeah, and where did Larry Petty's character go? Yeah. Yeah. She was absent the entire... Well, she was absent whenever the plot didn't require her to be there. Exactly. We'll kidnap her. She'll be gone. It's fine. All right, so quality of film. Yep. Quality of film. That's a tough one. I've been thinking about it. Yeah. I've been thinking um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, oh my god, her name was Fiberglass. Yeah, Fiberglass, uh, right? Bad also, Fiberglass and Freight Train Ooh, is the other I miss girl. Freight train. I wish I could be was called she the one Freight Train. Bigger boobs who was attacking the so. That makes oh, sense. Um, I'm gonna go. <sighs> I'm uh, seven. 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 Me too. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's fun. It is a better than average action movie. Yeah, um, it has it has a lot of problems. I mean, we've named a few, like Lori Petty's character and Keanu Reeves' performance, or not. Um, but I think you know, quality of film. Yeah, I say seven. Quality of life improved by six and a half. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. For me, I'm going higher. I got to go eight. Just because I en- I enjoy yeah, like- it. It's fun. I like quoting it. I like. It's, I could put it on in the background. I probably will with commentary one of these days. Um, yeah, I find this movie more enjoyable than I do quality. Huh. That's I, 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 I am the reverse, obviously, Clearly. as evidenced by my score and your score. Uh, so that was Point Break. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, we will take a quick break. We're going to return and talk about its sequel not in name but it's unofficial sequel blue crush blue crush she's like the wind through my tree Right tonight, next to me. 
She leads me through moonlight Only to burn me with the sun She's taking my heart But she doesn't know what she's done I feel the blood in my face Her body close to me Can't look in her eyes Okay, we're back to talk about 2002's Blue Crush. Blue Crush is the name of this movie. It is. What does Blue Crush mean? Getting crushed by waves, which are blue? Well, in Hawaii they are blue. Well, not really. No, they are. Like, I was out at the beach yesterday in Long Island and they were, like, brown. But I've been to Hawaii and, like, the water is actually blue. Yeah, but it's not. It's just the reflection. Well, it looks blue. Yeah, but the water's clear. Well, but when you're looking at, you know, Little Miss Science, you want to explain why the Earth moves around the sun and just go for it. Welcome, why don't we change the name Welcome back to, to, to Watercast. Science Talk with Christine. Where I explain that water's clear. Yeah. Do you want and to Emily gets mad at me. Apparently. Do you also want to explain the plot to Blue Crush? Um, I really like the one on IMDb. Okay, um, read it to me. <clears throat> As a hardcore surfer girl prepares for a big competition, she finds herself falling for a football player. Oh, shit. <laughs> but that kind of, like, that's kind of the basis. Although it ignores one of the most important elements of this film. What? Which is Michelle her Rodriguez? flashbacks to almost drowning and smashing her head on coral. It's fucking scary. It really is. Like, like I went to the beach yesterday, and like when waves knock me down, it's rough. And all I could yeah. think of was like, well, at least I'm not dying like in heavy waves. That's true. Like that's that's pretty intense. Uh, but yes, our surfer girl is Anne Marie, played by Kate Bosworth. Yes. She of the two different colored eyes. Yes. She's so lovely. She is, and she's really cute in this movie. Like she's. Um. She is. She's she's very girlish and very, yeah. She the character we'll get to, but I think like she's just like fresh face and like you could totally see why somebody would cast her in this movie. Oh she yeah, yeah. I forgot. I, I didn't realize you were just talking Kate Bosworth. Oh, are we talking. You want to talk the other? Oh, because character wise. Yeah, character. I just sometimes I want to smack her in the mouth. Well, this. What's interesting about this movie is I knew this movie was about like girl surfer who wants to take on the surfing girl world but I assumed it was going to be about like the big competition and getting ready for it and stuff yeah but it's like much more it's much smaller than that it is like it really is just about this girl Anne Marie who's I guess what supposed to be like 19 or 20 um who just like has kind of personal issues Mm-hmm. Like, you know, her issues are she's like she's kind of helping to raise her little sister. They don't really get along. Um, and her mother left her. And so when she gets a romance with a wealthy guy, she's just ready to drop everything. And mm-hmm. she's got this fear of drowning because of, you know, she almost drowned at the last competition. And so it's like it's totally not about like winning a competition. It's all about like her kind of getting over this one little thing. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting that 
like this would be the story because clearly they wanted to make a movie about like women surfers mm-hmm. and it's to me it's fascinating that they decided to go so small in a way and not have it be like like a, like a training every day oh no yeah. this is the obstacle oh you're gonna win like right. that kind like, of movie no, yeah. and it's not that at all I didn't I expected it to be that as well yeah so yeah. in a way it like it both helps and hurts because it makes this movie much um what's the word I'm looking for like smaller and like less like because Anne-Marie is kind of like you don't she's not that likable as a character correct um you know she's got her surfing friends one played by Michelle Rodriguez yup what's her character's name Eden Eden yeah talk about stupid surfer names I apologize if any of our listeners are named Eden but I know did your mother name you Eden I don't think she did um so like you've got her friends kind of like not bullying her but tell like pointing out to her like you're fucking up a really great opportunity yep and she is and like you kind of want to say the same thing like you kind of want to reach into the tv and shake this girl and be like girl like just stop for a minute like you have this great chance go do it and you know then maybe you can go back to your football boyfriend or not um yeah so it's it's interesting just how like little and every day in a way this story is it's very intimate yes that is the word i am looking for thank you it it really it really is um i will show my hand and say and if you follow me on twitter you probably already saw this i spent the last 15 to 20 minutes of this movie crying oh it really it really got to me there well there are two aspects of the like kind of like third act or fifth act that really got me one is this movie is shot beautifully uh-huh. um i mean it's shot in hawaii it's you know so you have gorgeous clear water that looks blue on camera uh <laughs> and the the big competition at the end where you're shooting like actual surfing on these giant waves is great and it's intense and it's like i was sucked into it and in that last those last 10 minutes i like I was holding my breath and like, oh, oh my God, are they going to, like, I was really surprised by how affected I was. And the other thing that this movie does really nicely is, um, I forget who it was, if it was Martin or Thomas on our Facebook page who said like, that's, this is a really nice movie because you get to the end and like, everybody's really supportive of everybody. Yep. I, that is part of what made me start crying. Yeah. Like she's in the final competition with her competitor who's a pro surfer who's just, you know, needs to beat her in order to keep going. And the the other girl is totally helping her out and rooting her on and telling well, her what at, to do. At that point, there's no way that she can advance the, um, Kate yeah. Bosworth can advance to the next round. So, yes, she's just like, yeah, you go and do yeah, good. Go take it. Go take it. Like, I'm setting it up for you. Go. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. And it's like, it really is this great moment of... Like I don't I don't did you, I don't know if you watch the Olympics a lot I like I watched every minute of the Olympics this year and I got sucked into every stupid life story like any time they would take like five minutes to like profile an athlete I would be crying uh-huh. um, even when it turned out that like six months later one of them like beat his girlfriend to death um, like those kinds of things did that um, happen Yeah the guy with no legs did you not follow this the guy Oscar Pretorius, I want to say his name was. Um, He was uh, from... He was South African. Uh, He had... um, 
artificial legs from like his shins down uh-huh. and it was he had com- previously competed at the Paralympics and had like done so well that they finally were like okay why don't I guess like sure compete at the non-Paralympics and it was a great story and like he did really well um, and then like six months later there was a story about how his girlfriend was found dead and he probably beat her to death Jesus yeah, was a little intense you know yep steroid use maybe um but point being when they talked about how he lost his legs and how he managed to overcome that i got teary-eyed damn it yeah well i mean it's the same thing like when they do those personal stories on like i don't know american idol or something yeah like it's very easy to get sucked into it and so there's something like really nice about athletes supporting each other and so that like whole last scene where, like, the surfer is helping her, and then everybody on that beach, even, like, the guy, like, her ex-boyfriend, who's kind of a jerk for most of the movie, like... Yeah, he actually he actually yells, that's my bitch. Yeah, yes, he does. Yes, he does. And I, I don't know if you had this theory, too, watching it. Like, in his first scene, I'm like, I bet he's a real surfer who... Oh, my gosh, right? yes. Yes, because you're like, he's not so much an actor. He's probably a no. surfer. And then, yeah, um, definitely got that feeling. Yeah, the DVD has a bunch of, like, special features, like, making ofs and stuff. And there's one where, like, he's totally, like, yeah, so I was a consultant. And, like, you know, they really cared about wanting to make it real, so it was so great that they put me in the movie. And you're like, yep. yeah, yes, yes, they did put you in the movie, Drew. Yes, they did. Um, but you do get the feeling that um, they, they did really want to try to be, like, very true to Hawaii and like, uh-huh. surfing culture. And, like, some of the things stick out just because, like, I know them. Like, when, you know, the she's dropping the daughter off at school or the sister. And she's like, oh, don't forget your slippers. And she, like, throws her flip-flops at her. Uh-huh. And it felt very much a thing. It's like, oh, right. They call those slippers in Hawaii. Like, that they kind of wanted to throw, like, things like like that in there, I think. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it's kind of affectionate and sweet. It did, yeah. I mean, I didn't get... I wasn't annoyed by it. I never thought, like, oh, this is super heavy-handed. Right, Why right. are they doing that? Yeah. 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 Um, this movie was apparently... I loved, in the opening credits, seeing... Um, based on a magazine article. Yes, I know. It's it's on the, um, the IMDb like that, too. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure there was basically an article about, like, badass girl surfers. And they were like, okay, well, let's... let's that's a cool thing to make a movie of. Um, but just, you know, it's usually not a good thing when a movie is based on a magazine uh-huh. article. Uh, directed by John Stockwell, who also did Touristas and Into yep. Blue. So this man really likes beaches and hot bodies on beaches. I kind of like Touristas. Oh, did I ever tell you my issue with it? I think, I think you might have, but I don't really remember to be TBH. Okay, because it's, it's actually not a bad, for what it is and in comparison to other, like, pretty people on vacation, terrible things happen to the movies. It's yeah. pretty good. But here's the thing that really bothers me about that movie. Um, for those who don't, it's like, eh, if you read the box, you know what the real premise is, is that pretty people are going to Brazil and getting kidnapped and cut open and their organs are being sold on the black market. Um, so there is a scene where this is explained to us, this is the audience, where he has a girl tied up on a table and he's about to cut her open and he's talking to tell us what he's going to do. And he's like, I am going to cut you open and sell your organs for money on the black market. Uh, And I'm going to start with one of the most expensive organs, the spleen. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no, people don't get spleen transplants. 
Yes. No, no, for dinner. Sweens. No, but that's not like, if it's like, I'm going to sell this to a cannibal tribe and they will make a fine stew out of it. But no, it's like, spleen transplants. No, people, if you lose your spleen, it's gone. Like, they don't put one back in there. So, like, that took me out of the movie and made me really annoyed that somebody couldn't research that one thing. Like, it just felt lazy. And then at that point, I was turned off and I could not watch the, I watched the rest of the movie, but I, I just could not care. Maybe that was an inside joke. Well, but it was like I know nothing about medicine, and I knew that. No, you're you're an MD, right? No, like somebody Emily MD. Like, like if it had been like I am going to cut out your heart, and he was like going through her foot in order to get there, I would have been like, okay, I guess that's like maybe there's another way of doing it. But no, like I just happened to know that there is no such thing as a spleen transplant, and it really bothered me, and it ruined the movie for me. Okay, that's not John Stockwell's fault. He directed it. He didn't write it, I believe. Um. But still, point being, that. Uh, we get a lot of montages in this movie. Yeah, we do, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, I don't like, I didn't like the maid montage. Like, hey, we're maids. We're maids. We're sexy, devious maids. Yeah, I didn't like we that. We clean. Ha-ha. I, I wasn't we really. We try on people's clothing, which is so not cool. Yeah, it really wasn't. It was kind of yeah. gross. Yeah, right? Um, we get also get a montage with, we're giving surfing lessons to the football players. Well, should we talk about the football players? Well, we should talk about um, the football players. But oh, that scene was kind of gross in the hotel room, right? Which one? The one with um, the condom? Like, yeah. Cleaning? Well, not the con- the condom wasn't gross, but there was like vomit and like dirty toilets and stuff. It was kind of gross. Well, was yeah, but I think you know it was supposed to show like the dirty, like what they had to deal with, you know. Yeah, I guess it seemed a little excessive and with very little payoff. But let's talk about this. Blue Crush, like a townie girl teaching a football player how to surf. Uh-huh. You know. Oh. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going with this. We just then. watched a movie. Yeah, yeah I thought that did. was really interesting. I kind like, of didn't even think about the football aspect. But like, yeah. wait a second. Was this based on any type of true story? I know it was based on a magazine article. <laughs> But was it based on a magazine article about the movie Point Break? Well, would you think that it was influenced by Point Break? Like, like, why did that dude have to be a football player? Why couldn't he just be a dude? I mean, I guess they had to be a, like, the idea was that they were celebrity, like, they were rich, and they were in Hawaii for a short amount of time. Well, couldn't they just have been on vacation? That's something people do. They go. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, but then we needed the football wives. I guess. Like, that I was guess. an important plot point. So maybe it that was, was it? I, I suppose. I don't know. And one of now the, like, the fun football player was Faison Love. Oh, he was so good. <laughs> he was really funny. Like, it was, at first I just thought, like, I, like, I'm like, I recognize this guy, but I can't place him. Oh, I saw his name right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. But, like, at first I'm like, okay, they're just going to keep going with fat jokes. But then, like, every time he came on screen, he was just having so much fun. That, like, I was just into him by the end. I'm like, yes, put on that Speedo. Yes, co- what did he call it again? He was like, oh. this is my nutsack or something. <laughs> no, her sister called it something like that. She was like, ew, you're wearing a Speedo. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm wearing a nut rubber band or something. Like, it was just weird. And I have a feeling that he just made up all his own dialogue. <sighs> I hope so. It would make it God, even better. I hope so, too. But, like, he was just fun. Um... And then there is also a montage where uh, 
Anne-Marie is then living, living the pampered life. With like oh, a yeah. montage, and she's, like, eating waffles. She and, has waffles and a bathrobe, so you know she's living high on the yeah. hog. And she's supposed to be training, which, fucking badass training, right? What, with the jet ski? Um, well, well, like, the jet ski was good, because she's, like, Michelle Rodriguez is jet skiing her out to waves, and she's practicing. But it's, like, because a lot of times I watch movies, and I get annoyed when somebody's supposed to be, like, a big athlete or police officer, and they're, like, eating donuts. I'm like, seriously, how could you, like, maintain a body if you're doing that? But, Uh like, they show her, like, jogging on the beach and doing pull-ups and fucking being under the water, holding a boulder and jogging with her friends, like, hanging on her back. Uh Uh-huh. Like, I'm like, that's that's badass. Well, yeah, she was serious for a while. Well, Well, until bathrobes and waffles called in the yep. guise of a football player. But um, I mean that was, whole thing I thought was really effective though. Yeah, it, That's the thing was like on one hand if somebody described this movie as like oh so it's about this girl who's a great surfer but like she meets this guy and then she kind of like doesn't care about surfing I'd be like oh god that sounds awful but it's done in a way where like oh, I, that makes like I know people that would do that like it's very easy to end it's, I mean, it's actually a great scene when Michelle Rodriguez kind of, like, chews her out for it and says, like, what kind like what kind of woman are you who's just going to give up your dream and what you're great at because, you know, this rich guy comes along and makes it easy for you. Well, um, and then it, Like your mother. Exactly. It forces yeah. her to face her demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, again, it's, it is this intimate little portrait of this woman who's got these, you know, kind of potential traps that she could fall into. Yep. And so, yeah, it's actually done, ends up being done surprisingly well. Uh, the guy playing the football player, who's kind of just boring, good looking, and boring. Um, yeah, however, he was on a really good episode of SVU. Oh, well, Matthew Davis, eh? He was on the one where it's like this coffee uh, empire guy. Uh, his fiance is found dead, and it turns out that the dad was sleeping with her. And then it turns out that the lawyer, his own lawyer, was actually the one that killed her because she was in love with him. And then she uh, commits suicide uh, at the end and takes him with her. He's, he's the dude, um, he's the uncle in Vampire Diaries. Um, uh, not that. to say that I watched, <laughs> have watched that ever. It's um, no murder she wrote, let's face it. No, I really don't like it, but I mean, it's kind of fun sometimes. But he's, he's, in that, he's, he's really good in that. He looks, he's, he's very young in this movie. Yeah, well, it's 2002. Yeah, it's one of his first... I mean, he did Legally Blonde. Oh, right, right, right. He was Urban the... Legends Final Cut. Ooh, I haven't seen that one. Is it good? I don't know. I don't think I've seen it either. Yeah, I've only seen the uh, first one. And then and then he's, you know, fast forward 10 years and he's doing Vampire Diaries. So I guess that, that did change his face a little bit. Well, I mean, unless he's a vampire and then he wouldn't. No, he's not a, he's not a vampire. Oh, anymore. Um, and the other friend is apparently also, like, an actual surfer. Oh, the, yeah. I believe that. Yeah, but I like, like, she didn't bother me. Like, she didn't seem like a non-actor acting. Um, and, like, the, I, like, I bought the surfer culture. I bought them all as surfers and Hawaiians and stuff. Uh, I, I bought every time they said, what a waste of a wave, which they said, like, 25 times in the movie. Yeah, well, I, it's like the, the, like a wave will never come again. And I wanted then, to shake yeah, them. By the like, end, what? I was like, bitch, stop wasting waves. There <laughs> are surfers in China who would kill for those waves. Yep. Yeah. She was scared. And that's understandable. 
based on all the flashbacks of her smacking her head against the thing. Um, but it's fine because, uh, you know, Surfer Magazine just might put a woman on the cover and maybe it will be her. And it was, spoiler. It was, even though, spoiler alert, we're spoiling the end of the movie now. She doesn't win, but she still gets the cover of Surfer Magazine. Which kind of, I don't know, what? Because she was prettier than the other girl? No, because she she got a 10. Her, yeah. her ride was a 10. It was a 10. And uh, other people's weren't. Yeah, but she got one. I mean, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fine. It's it's good because it was, like, a really, you know, like, uplifting, like, go-for-your-dreams kind of movie, but it wasn't like, everything will always end up right. perfectly. Yeah, no, very, she, very good point. Somebody even says, does she realize she didn't win? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it doesn't matter. It's not what it was about. It was about, it was about beating herself. Yep. It's really what it was. Yeah, and I kind of really liked that. Yep. Because it ultimately was like this smaller story that made it in a way oddly far more identifiable than most of these kinds of movies. Yep. Because it was a problem that, you know, like people have. Yep. And I can tell you that those re- those those qualities and those themes is what reduced me to tears at mm-hmm. the end. I could see that. I could see that. Yep. Yeah. That friendship and that mm-hmm camaraderie that sportsmanship the overcoming um personal demons um finding strength in yourself Mm -hmm. yeah 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 not to mention the bikinis yeah um there were a lot of bikinis a lot of bikinis i don't think people really surf in bikinis i think they surf in like surfing i was kind of i was kind of surprised that they i i thought maybe like okay this is just what she's standing on the beach in Right. I didn't expect her to actually get on a surfboard. Yeah, like, that that seemed a little... But, you know, I guess you gotta get the male audience in one way or another. Yeah. And they're not paying to see a girl in surfing gear. They're paying to see a girl in a bikini. Everybody yep. wants to see Michelle Rodriguez in a bikini. She, give the folks what they want. She was wearing, like, board shorts at one point. Like, a bikini top and board shorts. She was obviously the most boyish. Right. And this, like, Michelle Rodriguez is one of those actresses that, like, some people just hate. Sometimes, like... This was her early years where, like, she did Resident Evil, she did Girl Fight, so it was, like, still her only kind of playing tough girl, which I think she still only plays tough girl characters. But I really liked her. Love her. I think she's great. Yeah, I, I just, I thought in this, like, she, was, she wasn't overly aggressive, which she sometimes comes across, which in Resident Evil I kind of can't stand her, because she's, like, just so, like, talks to you as if she's punching you with her mouth. Uh-huh. But in this one, like, I wanted her to be my friend. I would want her to bitch slap me verbally if I made her decisions. Yep. Yeah. All right. So do we have any more to say about Blue Crush? Jeez, let me think. Let me think. Um, we talked about the really deep, deep moving themes. We talked about oh, her, her beautiful relationship with her sister, her realistic relationship with her sister. Yeah. The fact that she's basically raising her alone. Um following her dreams. No, I think we covered everything. Okay. I'm looking at Blue Crush 2. It was 2011. I don't think it has to do anything with um, no, it has nothing to do with the characters in this movie I don't think. That's a shame. No, but Or it could be awesome. I would believe it would. I mean, I'm gonna seek it out. I am. I'm gonna do it. Oh my god. In, in Blue Crush 2? Okay. Alright. I'm looking at the cast list. Not so much because of the cast. 
but uh-huh. because of the characters' names. Okay. If I may, Blue Crush 2 includes such characters as Pushy, Cowboy, Okay. Tripper. Yep. Sugary. No. Hemp. Nope. Acapulco Goldie. Stupidest thing I've ever heard. And my favorite, Surf Jew. Yep. 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 Um, okay. Oh, and here's the synopsis. Dana is 18, gorgeous, and a killer surfer with a shelf full of trophies to prove it. When her father pressures her to buckle down and go to college, Dana flees her Beverly Hills home for the beaches of South Africa, the site of some of the world's most awesome surf, and her late mother's home country. With her mom's journal in hand and a mismatched gang of surf fanatics watching her back, Dana embarks on an odyssey along the breathtaking southern coast of Africa to fulfill her mother's dream dream one long, flawless journey down the barrel of the killer waves of Jay Bay. So wait, her, she's not the daughter of... Uh, apparently her in this one... Um, her mother dreamt of surfing, and so she's following her footsteps with a character okay. named Surf Jew. Okay. Yeah, I'm there for it. I don't know about you. I'll report back on our next episode. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I have a t- um, I'm only doing one disc at a time now, which I think you do, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, I have to get movies for this podcast. If I'm writing about something specific, I have to get movies in. It takes me a long time to get things that I actually want to, like, mm-hmm. see for personal use. I understand. Yeah. All right, well, folks, we will give you an update on Blue Crush 2 after... Maybe I'll just go buy it. I wonder if I can find it at Half Price <laughs> Books. No, that you want to do that. Let's find out first. I'll... Okay, all right. All right, so let's rate it. You go first. Okay. Um, I kind of also just want to give it a 7. Uh-huh. Um, because it's, again, it's better than I expected it to be. It kind of understands itself and isn't any more ambitious than... It, I mean, maybe, like, maybe a little... I'll go 6.7... 6 point... Um, I'll go 6.75. Because I guess I feel like I enjoy Point Break more. This is, um, quali- this is quality of film, right? Yeah, you're right. Okay, 6.75. Okay. Yeah, I'm sticking with that. Above average. But... No, I, you're, you're right. I, I'd say if, if we're going to stay true to um, quality of film, I would say probably... Uh, yeah, like I, I would actually say probably like six point five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it is better than um, it necessarily should be based yeah. on the kind of story it is. Um, but you know, I can't I can't say it's a great movie because it's you know it's a it's based, this girl surfer movie based on a magazine article. And we and and they had real surfers in it who can't necessarily who can't act. You know. Yeah. So I mean that does it is what it is. It brings it down a little bit, oh. but yeah. Um, and now for quality of life. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 7.75. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go a solid 8. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's so pretty. Everybody's pretty in it. Um, or they're or their face on love and they're just having a ball. Uh, and it's sweet and kind of real. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right, so that was Blue Crush. Hey, uh, guys, I, I liked Blue Crush more than I liked Point Break. How about that? <laughs> how about that? Shocking, shocking. Man, that, that is my surprise of the week, easily. Uh, all right, so now, do you have a Netflix Instant recommend? I do, I do, I do, I do. You want me to go first? Sure. Okay, I don't know. You might have seen this, and you might have talked about it, but, and I apologize, it's been quite blurry for me lately. Um, did, you, did you watch The Bay? I fucking love the bay. I think it was my recommend last time. 
That's it. That's kind of what I thought. That's my Netflix recommend. Well, I'm the so best. glad that you listened to my recommend and you tried it out. A few people had said they liked it, and I kind of had a vague memory of one of them yep. being you. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't remember, and then I thought to myself, oh, she probably recommended it as a show. <laughs> so, yeah, you did, right? I did, but okay. you, you loved it, right? I did. I loved it. It made me so upset. Yeah. If you go back and look at my tweets from, from when I was watching it, Alone in the Dark, it was just, like, screaming. Did you? Like, I jumped. I don't jump watching movies. I jumped twice. Yeah, I jumped. I, I remember one distinct time yeah. jumping. I, I, I was eating. I had to stop. <laughs> I had made food. I was like, I'm done eating this food. Um, I might never eat again. Right. I might yeah, eat it, seafood again. It, well, oh, yeah. It, seen with the crab, when they're doing a crab eating contest. Yep, oh. yep, yep, yep. Really disturbing. Yeah, so good, so good. Well, two out of two feminine critique hosts, this is Recommend the Bay. So if that's Oh, not absolutely, enough, absolutely. To, to watch it. I don't know what is. Um, all right, my recommend, I think you'll really like, but I also like want to make sure you watch it like in the right mood because it's fucking depressing. It's a movie called In Her Skin. Oh, wait. What movie is that? It is, I believe it was made in New Zealand or Australia. It is Guy Pearce and Miranda Otto are in it. I I know that title. I don't think I've ever seen it. Okay. okay. It is about, um, it starts off, there's like this 15-year-old girl who goes missing. And Miranda Otto and Guy Pearce are her parents. And they're frantically looking for her and trying to get the cops to help. And the cops are kind of assholes and aren't helping. And meanwhile, and you find out very early on the kind of, you know, what happened, which is there is this girl who's maybe like in her early 20s who was like a family friend who's very chubby and has like depression and epilepsy and anxiety and is just this very unhappy, unhappy girl um, who, for whatever reason, has fixated on this girl and has killed her. Um, And it's just really, it's this very quiet movie it's really upsetting and sad and, and brutal, but it's really good. Um, so it's one of those, like, when you want to watch a really depressing movie, watch this one. But I yeah. think it's very good. It sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, I highly recommend it. But again, when you're in a that kind of mood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to be back in, is that uh, about two weeks? Is that correct? I'd say it's almost exactly two weeks. Almost exactly two weeks. Um, we are going to uh, do a bit of an obsessive episode, if you will. Now, Christine picked the first movie. What did you pick? I picked... Why did I pick this movie? You were so excited. All I know is you emailed me in caps lock that this was your... That can we do this movie? So I'm like, I'm not arguing with that. Okay, so I was at work. And I don't know why... Oh, somebody said what... That um Beyonce... One of Beyonce's movie... Like, what... Or one of Beyonce's two movies. And I went... Hold the phone... Unless one of the movies you're thinking of is obsessed, then you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> and, I, and they were like, what's that? And I was like, you don't fucking know. And I started going off on a tangent because it's got <laughs> Ali Lauder and um, Idris, Idris Elba. Elba. This movie is fucking amazing. So I, I say, uh, yes, I text Emily, OMG, can we do Obsessed for the Cat's next on. show? Cat's All cats. <laughs> you don't argue with that. When somebody yeah. texts you in caps lock about the movie Obsessed, you just say, yeah, sure. It had been an hour since she and I had any type of interaction <laughs> over Messenger, and I sent that. Yes. Um, so I thought that would be a perfect film for us to talk about. I agree. 
uh, we are going to pair it with a movie that I feel like everybody has seen or might have, or I feel like I've probably seen this movie without ever watching it, but maybe I haven't, uh -huh. which is 1992 or so, Single White Female. I've actually seen this. I did this for another podcast. Oh, are you still up for it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. I have never seen it. And I like I feel like everybody for years it was such a pop culture thing, but I've never actually watched it. Yep, it took me a long time to see it. I didn't see it until recently. Okay. We are going to be have a special guest star uh, for this episode and we're going to be joined by Joined. Uh, joined by our dear friend Zach of the Lightning Bugs Lair. Yeah. Who I know is a very big obsessed fan. Oh, I didn't see. I didn't know this. Yes, I remember him talking about it quite um, adoringly. So I look forward to hearing his thoughts on it. Uh, so that will be uh, actually in a fair amount of time. We're going to come back with that episode. Yay! Uh, in the meantime, I wish you all a happy Labor Day. Yeah, unless you're like us poor people and have to make Emily pizza all day. <laughs> Slave over that pizza... The pizza stone? Is that a thing? The pizza yeah. stone is a thing. I don't know what it actually does, but I know people talk yeah, about I'm it. Yeah, I'm going to slave over the pizza stone all day. <laughs> I just pump out pizzas for Emily. All right. And I, her cats. I, my cats. That's right. You put some anchovies her, on that. Her bitch. privileged cats. <laughs> they really, my cat had an enema this week. Yeah, I can't afford that. <laughs> it's like I, I never <laughs> paid somebody to, for that. <laughs> but I, I paid somebody to give my cat that. Ugh. <sighs> Well, that this is the world we live in, Christine. It is someday. Someday I'll, I'll be I'll be the one eating the pizzas and <laughs> giving your giving for your cat's animal. Paying paying for somebody to give my cat an animal. One day, keep living the, the life and dreaming the dream. Someday. All right, folks. It, with that said, um, keep an eye on your cat's stool so that you know and can avoid an enema next time. Or don't. Or or do not. Um, enjoy your pizza world. Goodbye. And Wilpa will call And even is nice I hurry to my Blue heaven You turn to the right You find a little bright light That leads you to my Blue heaven You find a cozy place Fireplace Cozy room All the nest That nest is where the road
marrying me and baby make free we have in mind please with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.